if someone's experiencing chronic depression or anxiety, they just need to try harder, right? They just need to change their behaviors or stop being so negative, right? Well, let me tell you a vulnerable story about the time that my perspective on mental health changed forever. That's the subject of today's podcast. This is episode number three. I'm Alex Martinson, and I'm a firm believer that the millennial generation has a great responsibility, even a sacred duty to rise up and lead. The future of the United States and even the world is largely in the hands of the millennials. I believe true leadership begins first with becoming a powerful leader of our own personal life. The purpose of this podcast is to help us work together to do just that. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. Well, here we are again. Good to be with you. We're going to get we're going to get a little bit into the feelings today. So I might be coming at you from a bit of a different angle. I know I'm the happy guy. I'm going to be talking about being the sad guy for a minute. But do not worry. It's going to have a really happy ending. I promise you that. So I talk a lot about how I believe happiness is extremely important. It's not just a nice luxury that we feel once in a while during our busy life of being responsible and doing important things once in a while we get to feel happy i think it is the pursuit the pursuit of happiness there was a guy named lehi one time said something about men are that they might have joy i think it's the purpose for which we are here so it's pretty important and i had an experience where i was taught and where I had a changed perspective on a critical element to feeling happy, which is mental health. So let me first give you this little analogy that I came up with, and then I'm going to tell you a quick story, and then, and then we'll be good. Okay, you go to the hospital. You've got dizziness, rapid heartbeat, sunken eyes. Uh, you're sweating and you're like, I don't know what's going on, doc. He's like, all right, we're going to admit you. Here's your bed. Here you go. What's one of the first things they're going to do? Give you an IV and give you some fluids, right? I mean, back me up here. If you're a doctor, nurse, and you're, you know, give me like a, "Hmm, yeah, he's right. Well, I just read you the list of common symptoms for dehydration. So imagine that you go in, you're freaking out. You're like, oh, dude, it's probably something super serious, you know, could be a heart attack. They give you an IV and turns out you were really dehydrated and now you're better. What a blessing that the doctor didn't make a diagnosis or a judgment right away because if they would have been trying to cut you open or do something to your heart, man, That'd be pretty rough, right? You were just dehydrated. So this idea of first getting dehi- uh, first becoming hydrated, getting fluids through an IV to bring you to a certain baseline before 
a further observation is made, I think has a cool parallel to how we can view mental health and how we can view happiness. I think part of the reason there's such a stigma against mental health issues, and I'm talking, I used to have the stigma against mental health issues, depression, anxiety. I just kind of thought it was like people not taking full accountability, like be more positive, try harder, hang out with happy people, right? I'm like the the happiness guy. I talk all about this, like things I've learned just in the last few years about how much influence we have over our own mind. We have the ability to rewrite stories that don't serve us, the ability to alter the programming of our subconscious mind, which is where our self-image lives, which is this thing that never sleeps and drives most of our behavior. I mean, there's some powerful stuff we can do with our own abilities to be enlightened, influence our own mind, okay? Powerful stuff, life-changing stuff. And there is also an element of health that can play a factor. Guess what? Our brain is the most complicated organ that we have. Do you think it's possible something could be off in there? Uh, yeah. Do you think it's possible there could be a chemical that's not doing the right thing, not in the right amount, off balance, one part not talking to the other part? Yeah, that sounds pretty reasonable. So why is there such a stigma against mental health? I think it's because feeling really depressed could also be because you're lazy and sitting on the couch all day long. So we've made this connection in our mind that says, ah, there's kind of a character judgment made. It's like, well, if somebody needs help professionally for not being able to get happy, they probably just need to make better life choices. So I carried this, unfortunately, I'm turning myself in here. Okay. I was insensitive and let me tell you, I was blessed to, uh, have that insensitivity taken away. It was not a fun experience. Uh, To wrap up my analogy here and then into my story. So, I believe some of the things that we all know are very fundamental to being happy. It's kind of like, think about if we're sad, not performing at the level we want to perform mentally, emotionally, It's kind of like we're all dehydrated, malnourished, we could say. And the obvious nourishment and source of hydration are things like positive self-talk, exercise, increasing our spiritual health, connecting to God, I believe, behaving in accordance with true principles, right? If we're doing bad, sinful things, we're being unkind, unjust. I think that one of the byproducts of that is not happy. Cognitive dissonance, right? Things going on on that level. Um, Putting ourselves into an environment that isn't a toxic environment, but is an environment where there's positivity and light. We're putting ourselves around good people, right? All of these things, it's like the nourishment, the hydration, 
that gets us back to a baseline where we can still experience the normal ups and downs and the, the normal human condition, but nothing that's certainly nothing that's causing us to like completely fall out of being able to function. And then from that point, we can optimize further our brain and our mind and our spirit, and we can reach really unique levels of, of happiness and joy and power and all of this stuff. So I think most of us, we're to some degree dehydrated, and there's a lot we can do to improve ourselves and our situation and our mind, and that's the key. And for some, if they actually have a health issue, but they believe that they're just not doing the hydration stuff well enough, it's actually a really sad combo because then they start to just think, man, I just need to do positive thinking better. I just need to read my scriptures 10 hours a day instead of 10 minutes. And they start to kind of look beyond the mark when instead there's a point where we say, hey, there could be something medical going on here. And guess what? We live in an amazing day and age with modern medicine, with professionals, with a lot of help that like really works. And so part of why I'm doing this talk today is I just, it's, this is going to, I mean, this is me being vulnerable for sure. But I feel like, man, if this helps one person that's either struggling, that needs this story to give themselves permission to like go get help that they need, or if it helps one person that could kind of have a similar aha moment that I had and, and then in turn go help somebody that's struggling, then it's worth it. So here's my story. Went and served a mission 20 years ago. Um, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I got called to serve in St. Louis, Missouri, which was extremely disappointing when I opened that letter. I wanted to go to the Philippines with Zach and Chile with Trent. Okay, I wanted to go everywhere with my buddies. Everyone was going somewhere cool. And your boy went to Missouri. So anyway, I was a confident missionary rolling out there. I mean, I was like, I am prepared to do this. I'm ready to roll. Like I thought about going on a mission for years. Like some people it's like took them a long time to make the decision or they were on the fence and that's fine. Not me, man. I'm like singing the song as a primary kid. Like I'm not going to sing it for you, but I was hyped. So I'm out there and I start to have an experience. It's about four months in and I started to have these times where I would feel like the way I explained it, I would feel like somebody opened up my head when I wasn't looking and rearranged all the wires and then put it back. It's like I couldn't function the way I was used to functioning. And I would say my prayers. I'd eat my fruits and vegetables and my vitamins. I'd exercise. I mean, man, we were riding our bikes like 20 miles a day. And yet sometimes it's like nothing would help. I just felt what I called the fog. The fog was here and it was rough. I'm telling you, there were times where it was so rough. I just couldn't even imagine enduring it much longer. And believe it or not, I thought, man, I might not last out here. I might actually go home. What the heck? I'm the one that was like born and bred for this, you know? Obviously, I needed some humility, 
but I also needed to learn some things and learn some things I did. All right, let me kind of truncate this story here for you. So look, this is happening sometimes, not every day. It's not a chronic deal. It's like episodic. And these episodes sucked. And I was in mission leadership at this time, like a zone leader. So it's like a group of, anyway, you're in charge of a group of missionaries. I don't know, 10, 15, 20 missionaries. And so I would go train, stand up in front of a group, train. You know, I'm like being looked at as like the example or something here. And on the exterior, people saw this like, you know, maybe put me on a pedestal in some ways because, you know, I present well. I smile, you know, I give good talks, you know, I'm confident, all these things. So people just to kind of assume, you know, like, oh man, he's okay. Elder Martinson, he's good, yeah. And I'm like, uh, actually, he's not. So I learned something there, okay? Just because someone looks like they're good on the outside and maybe you think they're successful, let's not be so quick to think they don't need a hug because this boy needed a hug, okay? Um, I'll just tell you, man, I remember one time in Columbia, Missouri, our mission president was out giving us a talk. He was giving us a training. And uh, I told my companion I needed to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. And I just cried for like a while. Because I was miserable. And I wanted to be there. I didn't want to be home. I didn't want to be anywhere in the world. But right there on my mission. But the sadness that I felt on occasion for no apparent reason was so, so heavy. So fast forward a little while. I just dealt with this when it came. It was really rough. And I got a phone call from Mike Merchant. We were about to go into a, a dinner appointment, my companion and I. And here I get this phone call from my childhood bishop. And he's got some guy on the phone. He's like, hey, Alex. Called me Alex. And when you haven't heard your first name in a while because you're on a mission, it just feels really weird. He's like, Alex, I've got this guy. I love Mike Merchant, by the way. I don't even know why I just made his voice sound like it's like that. It's totally not. I've got this guy you need to talk to patches me through to the guy. I don't even remember the guy's name. Some guy from Canada. Some really fancy, high up there, psychiatrist guy that knows everything about the brain. Listens to me, asks me a bunch of questions. He's like, yeah, so what's up? You know, I'm like, well, went to this doctor in the ward, gave me like an antidepressant, didn't do jack. I don't know what's going on. I don't think I'm depressed, but this thing happens. What's up? And he's like, yep, I know exactly what's up. How quickly can you go to a CVS? I'm like, I don't know. We're about to have dinner. He's like, I'm tempted to tell you to miss dinner, but you go right after dinner. It's like, wow. Skip ahead in the story. Uh, Alex finished his mission. And I'm grateful to say in a very healthy manner, I loved my experience serving a mission. I loved it. And that second half, I mean... It was awesome. Like, I 
those times, the fog, very infrequent. And when it came, it was no big deal. So my perspective was changed. I was taught. I was humbled for sure. And I just felt the urge to share that story with you. Because look, they say one out of four people will experience a mental health issue in their life. Now, it could be something that's a short period of time. A lot of times in your early 20s, certain things emerge. Um, It could be something that's lifelong. Like, again, it's complicated stuff. For most people, we're dehydrated. We need, our mind needs nourishment. There are some awesome things we can do. And there may be certain times in our lives, or there may be certain people, that there's something medical going on. It's medical, people. It's an organ in the, it's a, it's a brain. Can't imagine someone feeling that they had a character flaw because their pancreas doesn't work and they need insulin shots. Can you imagine someone feeling like, man, I just feel like I'm taking the easy road out here, taking this insulin. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might just muscle through it. Yeah, read my scriptures like four hours a day should probably do it. We'll be going to that guy's funeral. It's just not smart. It's not smart. So maybe this story, maybe this perspective will help shed some light on someone that maybe maybe thinks a little bit like I used to think. Or maybe someone that's out there right now that like... They're hydrating. They're they're doing the things. They got some positivity in their life. They know it's not because they're doing drugs or because they're out doing, you know, they're sinning and, you know, full of like cognitive dissonance from the, the, you know, the unkind deeds they're doing. And like, it's like, no, they're, they're keeping themselves healthy. They're doing all the good things. And there's this unexplained extra thing happening. It is okay to go and seek professional help. Like it's more than okay. So give yourself that permission if you need it. Give that permission to someone else if they need it. It's all good. There's a scripture in John 9, verse 2 and 3. These guys say to Jesus, they're like, who sinned, this kid or his mom and dad? Because he's blind, so who sinned? And he's like, neither of them sinned. And he talks about how he's blind and that because of that, the works of God will be made manifest, right? He was able to experience a miracle. It's a cool story. But that idea of, hey, who messed up here that this guy's blind? I think sometimes we act that way about mental health. It's almost like, what did I do? You know, it's a character judgment type of a thing. So anyway, I've made that point. Um, I love you. I hope this message helps in some way. Let's uh, look for opportunities to serve. Be compassionate right now. There are people that, you know, maybe without professional help or medication or whatever it is, have been able to function just fine until life kicks them in the teeth because... They're going through a crazy, crazy trial right now with the economy or whatever it is. And they might need some professional help. Maybe it's a counselor, maybe it's something, but 
that is okay. Let's please all know that that is okay. And uh, there are some good people that aren't with us here today because they didn't know it was okay. Or they didn't give themselves that permission. And uh, that's unfortunate. So that's my message today. Like I always say, I believe that we are called to a great work. We live in an amazing time, in an amazing country. And if we can start to glimpse who it is we truly are, what kind of potential we actually have, we will stop playing small, thinking small, and we'll start having a lot of fun, playing a big game, playing full out, blessing lives. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do with you. I'm right there with you. Let's go be a light this week, and I'm here for you. If you ever need something you think that I can help with, you hit me up. Talk to you next time. Oh, 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 oh,